A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We've got a crazy story of getting nuclear revenge while somebody was sleeping. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I almost killed my Uber driver. At the beginning of autumn last year, I had just started a new job and I was feeling on top of the world. I was making good money and I was excited to finally be able to afford the things that I'd always wanted. On my first day, I decided to take an Uber to work and that's when I met Jake. Jake was the Uber driver who picked me up on my first day of work. As soon as I got into the car, I could tell that he was different from the other drivers I'd encountered. He was charming and handsome and he had a friendly smile that made me feel comfortable. Jake asked me about my job and I found myself opening up to him. I told him about my new position and about my hopes and dreams for the future. Jake listened intently and he nodded along as I spoke. As they continued to talk, I realized that Jake was incredibly easy to talk to. He was smart, funny and he seemed to have a lot in common with me. We talked about our hobbies, our favorite books, and our favorite TV shows, and I found myself laughing and smiling more than I had in a long time. Eventually, the conversation turned to relationships. Jake told me he was single and he asked me if I was seeing anyone. I hesitated, but I found myself wanting to be honest with him. I told him that I wasn't looking for a relationship, but that there was something about him that I couldn't resist. Jake smiled and he told me that he felt the same way. He said that he didn't want to pressure me into anything, but that he would love to see me again. I felt a flutter in my stomach and I found myself nodding. I gave Jake my number and we made plans to go out on a date. As they pulled up to my office, Jake turned to me and smiled. He told me that he was glad he'd picked me up and that he was looking forward to our date. I smiled back, feeling excited and nervous. I thanked Jake for the ride and I got out of the car. As I walked into the office, I couldn't stop thinking about Jake. I was surprised by how much I'd enjoyed our conversation and by how much I had in common with him. I found myself looking forward to our date and I was excited to see what the future might hold. Over the next few weeks, me and Jake went on several dates. We went to restaurants, bars, and coffee shops and we spent hours talking and getting to know each other. I found myself falling for Jake and I was happy to see that he felt the same way. Or at least I thought so. At first, everything seemed perfect. Jake was a great listener and he always made me feel special. He took me on romantic dates and he showered me with attention. He brought me flowers, chocolates and gifts. And he always made sure to make me feel loved and appreciated. However, as time went on, I started to notice some red flags. For one thing, Jake never offered to pay for anything. Whenever we went out, I ended up footing the bill. I didn't mind at first, but as the dates continued, I started to feel like Jake was taking advantage of me. At first, Jake's requests for me to pay for things were subtle. He would casually mention that he was a little short on cash or that he'd forgotten his wallet at home. I didn't mind. I knew he was earning way less than me, so it wasn't a bother for me to always offer to pay. Then Jake's requests became more frequent and more insistent. He started asking me to pay for things that I didn't want to pay for like expensive tickets to a concert or a luxury trip to the beach. I would hesitate, but Jake would always convince me that it was the right thing to do for our relationship. Finally, I mentioned how I felt about Jake's request to him. I told him I didn't mind paying for some things, but that I didn't want to be taken advantage of. 
Jake just laughed it off and told me not to go down that road while thinking about it. He said that I was his girlfriend and that it was my job to support him. I thought that made sense, don't judge me, so we continued as we were. But another huge red flag was Jake's friends. I met some of them and they seemed like nice guys, but there was something about them that made me uncomfortable. They seemed to be leeching off of Jake, and I couldn't help but wonder if Jake was doing the same thing to me. One day, I overheard Jake talking to one of his friends on the phone. He was saying that since I was bankrolling his life, I might as well continue. I was shocked and hurt. All the trust and stupidity vanished and I realized Jake was using me for my money and I decided that I'd had enough. Over the months that we dated, Jake would always talk about marriage and how eager he was to spend the rest of his life with me. Jake would always talk about our future together and he would make grand plans for our life together. He would talk about buying a house, starting a family, and traveling the world. However, I soon realized that Jake was only interested in these things because he knew I would be the one paying for them. Jake just wanted to live off of me for the rest of his life. He would constantly talk about how much he loved me and how he couldn't imagine his life without me. He would tell me how lucky he was to have found me and how grateful he was for my support. But after the call I heard, I realized that Jake's words were empty and that he didn't truly care about me. I was heartbroken and I felt betrayed because I'd supported him against all possible odds. I couldn't believe that I'd been so blind to Jake's true intentions. I realized that I'd been played for a fool and that I'd let myself be used and manipulated by a man who didn't truly love me. I knew that I had to do something to stop Jake before he drained my bank account and left me with nothing and I was prepared to be as drastic as I wanted to be. I called my friends and explained the situation to them. I had told them how I met Jake and how we started dating and they had cautioned me when I started to notice the red flags. But they were shocked when I told them what Jake had said and their anger was building as I told them how hurt and betrayed I felt and how I wanted to get revenge. My friends were shocked and outraged. They couldn't believe that Jake had been using me and they couldn't believe that he'd gotten away with it for so long. They told me that I deserved better and that I needed to stand up for myself. They offered to help me and they told me that they would do whatever it took to make Jake pay. I was grateful for my friends' support and I was relieved to have them by my side. I decided to take their advice and to take action against Jake. I knew that it wouldn't be easy and that I'd have to be careful, but... I was determined to make Jake regret what he had done and to teach him a lesson that he would never forget. My friends and I spent hours coming up with the perfect plan to get the perfect revenge on Jake. We wanted to make him pay for using and manipulating me and we wanted to teach him a lesson that he would never forget. After much discussion and brainstorming, we finally settled on an idea. I continued to pretend like Jake was the best thing since sliced bread and I never let it show that I was disgusted by him. Two weeks later after the call, me and my friends put our plan into action. We knew that Jake was arrogant and egotistical and that he wouldn't be able to resist the opportunity to talk to his bosses at Uber. We also knew that he would be completely unsuspecting and that he wouldn't be expecting anything. We decided to send Jake a fake email from Uber telling him he needed to come into a super secret meeting for top-rated drivers. We carefully crafted the email, using language and jargon that we knew would appeal to Jake's ego. 
We told him that he'd been selected to participate in a special program for elite drivers, and that he would need to come to a secret location to discuss the details. We told him that the meeting was highly confidential, and that he needed to keep it a secret from everyone. Jake was thrilled by the mail. He couldn't believe that he'd been chosen to participate in such a prestigious program, and I noticed the change in his countenance in the days leading up to the event. Me and my friends watched as Jake fell for the trap. To make it more believable, we'd included one of my friend's brothers in the plan. He ran an auto shop and we borrowed a few cars that were packed out front to make it seem like a busy building. As soon as Jake got out of his car, me and my friends sprang into action. We'd been hiding behind some bushes waiting for the perfect moment to strike. We quickly grabbed the tools we'd brought with us and we started working on ruining Jake's tires. My friends and I were careful to make as little noise as possible. They didn't want to alert Jake to their presence. While he tried and failed to find an office in the abandoned building, and we didn't want to give him any chance to escape, we worked quickly and efficiently, using our tools to puncture the tires and let the air out. In just a few minutes, all four of Jake's tires were completely flat. Me and my friends were pleased with their work, and we quickly hid the tools and made our way back to our hiding spot. When Jake finally realized what was happening, he stormed out of the building confused and angry. He tried to get back into his car, but it was no use. The tires were completely flat, and there was no way that he was going to be able to drive anywhere. He looked around, trying to figure out who was responsible for ruining his tires, but he was unable to see anyone. Jake was furious, but there was nothing he could do. He was stranded. While Jake was trying to figure out what was going on, Me and my friends made our move. We went to his house and trashed it, leaving a trail of destruction in our wake. By the time Jake finally figured out a way to make it back home, me and my friends were long gone. Jake was furious and he called me ranting about how horrible his day was and he was determined to find out who was responsible for ruining his car and his home. And I was the clueless, helpful girlfriend, so he had no idea that I was behind or even capable of something like that. He searched for clues and he tried to piece together what had happened, but he came up empty. And when I thought his frustration was delightful enough, a few weeks after, I didn't hear from him at all. One of his friends sent me a message saying they'd been trying to reach me because Jake had tripped on some of the trash on his apartment floor on the day of the fake meeting and actually broke his knees. Yes, both of them. It was sad news for just a second until I realized that they'd only reached out to me because they thought I would have taken financial responsibility for Jake. But I simply blocked him and all the people I knew through him. I had taken away everything that could give him money at that moment. I was satisfied with my revenge. I'd stood up for myself, and I'd shown Jake that he couldn't mess with me. And I've since moved on with my life, feeling stronger and more confident than ever. I mean, obviously that's not the intended result, but that's a crazy turn of events. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy crazy stories of nuclear revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, stepsister manipulated me into making an embarrassing bet, so I shaved off her eyebrows while she slept. Growing up, I had a huge problem with abandonment and acceptance. My therapist keeps telling me to dig into these feelings and find out where they're coming from, but seriously, there's nothing to dig, Dr. Maxwell. It's my dad. Duh. 
The dude left my mom when I was only 12 years old. As bad as that was for me, the years leading up to him walking out on us were worse. He yelled every time and I could never do anything right in his eyes. But even with the daily dose of emotional abuse, I still came back to him, eager to please. All I wanted from him was his approval. I never got that though, and it messed me up really good. Anyways, my mom got married again, and I had a stepsister who treated me like crap, just like my dad. And again, I started to see her own acceptance. When she knew this, she decided that it was more fun to take advantage of me. She manipulated me into doing a series of embarrassing things, which she caught on camera, and sent to the whole school, thereby destroying the last bit of self-esteem I had left. I just couldn't let that slide, so I got my revenge. What I did to her might not sound like a big deal, but I knew how vain and superficial she was, so I hit her where it hurt the most. But let's start at the beginning. The last time I saw my dad was the day my mom found out that he'd been cheating on her. She had to take an early leave of work because she was ill, migraine, a side effect of all the yelling and fighting that they'd been doing for the past few months. Anyways, she left work and came straight home. Now, I wasn't there when it all happened because I was in school, but my mom was told and retold that story, and I came to have something close to a graphical representation of what happened that day. When she got home, she noticed that my dad's car was still in the driveway. That was surprising because he was the head of the sales department of the company. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Where he worked. 
and that meant he was supposed to be at work to oversee sales projects or something like that. We also saw him leave for work that morning and he didn't call her that he was going to be back early. She didn't think anything of it at first. All she did was say a quick prayer before she walked in because she didn't want him to start a fight that afternoon. All she wanted to do was sleep off the migraine. She walked in and the first thing that caught her eye was the half-drunk white wine on the kitchen counter, then the two wine glasses. Two wine glasses? The next thing she noticed was a lady's purse on the couch. A purse that wasn't hers. That was when she realized that my dad was cheating on her. But with who? She walked quietly up the stairs to the master bedroom and pushed the door open. Turns out that my dad had been sleeping with one of the girls in the sales department. They were both on lunch break, so they decided that what better way to spend that break than to come into our home and disrespect and humiliate my mom. I came back home a few hours later and they were still arguing. Dad had his bags packed and the last thing he did to me was push me out of the way as he walked to his car and drove off. The divorce was concluded in a few months and mom got the house in full custody of me. Although the me part was pretty easy, he clearly wanted nothing to do with me. I was pretty mad at my mom for a while because, in my opinion, she was at fault. She never apologized and she was always fighting back. I felt like she robbed me of my chance to grow up with my father. I was a kid then, so please forgive my thinking. Mom was pretty depressed for a while and as the months went by, she retreated deeper and deeper into herself. This was partially my fault because of all the crap I gave her when she needed someone. It became so bad that we hardly ever spoke, except for the occasional, how was school, fine, dialogues. But then I noticed one day that my mom was somewhat brighter than usual. She was even more chatty about work, and a funny thing that happened during her lunch break. I didn't ask questions though. She was in a good mood that day and I didn't want to ruin it by asking why she was in a good mood. But then it kept happening, again and again, and one day, she came home from work on a Friday evening. She announced that she was going to meet a friend and that I shouldn't wait up for her. That was when I asked her to try to tell me what was going on. She smiled sheepishly and then explained that she met someone during a night out with her friends at work, and they've been talking ever since. They'd been going on coffee dates during her lunch breaks, but that night, they agreed to go on a proper date. I was happy for her. Surprised, but mostly happy. At least she had found someone that made her happy and that was all we could hope for at the time. She asked if I was going to be okay on my own and I said, yeah, sure. I was 13 at the time and I'd recently discovered an ancient art, so of course, I wanted her out of the house. My mom started going on dates more frequently and a few months later, she formally introduced me to her boyfriend Adam. Adam was a cool guy. He worked as a digital illustrator for a startup, and he told really good jokes. He was like a breath of fresh air and we hit it off at once. He started to come around more often, and I could tell that they were pretty serious already. One day during my summer holiday, out of the blue, he suggested that we should go for a picnic. I wasn't really into that because I felt like it was something a family should do together. If I went with them, I'll just feel like the third wheel. I brought my concerns to Adam, but... He waved me off, saying it was going to be fine and that it would be a good time for me to get to know his daughter. Hold up, what? Adam had a daughter? Why was that the first time I was hearing about that? I asked my mom and she swore that she had mentioned it to me once or twice. 
I didn't want to argue with her, so I shrugged it off and then agreed to go with them. The next Saturday, my mom and I drove to the park where we met up with Adam and his daughter. Now, when I heard that Adam had a daughter, I had the impression that she was going to be younger than me, and if they eventually get married, I was going to be the older brother. But to my surprise, we got to the park to see him standing with a young lady who was as tall as he was. I turned to my mom, confused. I asked her who the lady was, and she told me she was Adam's daughter. Her name was Olivia, and she was going to be 17 in a few months. I had never been more shocked in my entire life. If their relationship works out, I was going to have an older stepsister. Really? I didn't like the arrangement one bit, and I told my mom that. She told me not to worry because she had met Olivia a few times and she was a lovely person. I took her at her word and we walked up to them. Adam did the introductions, but while he introduced me to Olivia, she wasn't listening. She had all of her attention on her phone. Adam had to call her repeatedly before she tore her gaze from her phone. She smiled sweetly at my mom and apologized for being on her phone. She didn't even turn to look at me till Adam did the introductions once again. She turned to look at me, then made a show of crouching low to my eye level. She ruffled my hair and said the most embarrassing thing I've ever been called. Hey there, little fella. Little fella? What? We found a nice spot beside the lake and decided to settle there. After a few minutes of jokes and laughs, Adam and my mom decided to get some corn dogs. The corn dogs were a ploy to give me and Olivia time to talk alone and get to know each other. In fact, thinking about it now, maybe that was what the whole picnic was about. But as soon as they both left, Olivia pulled out her phone and continued texting, paying no heed to me. I decided to break the ice by asking her what year she was in in high school. She didn't answer, along with several questions I asked after that. Just as I decided to give up, she looked up and said something like, Hey kid, do you know how to take pictures? Hey kid? I was 14. She was only 2 or 3 years older than me. She shouldn't talk to me like I was some toddler. I said that to her and she was like, Yeah, yeah, that's not the question I asked. Do you know how to take pictures or not? I was taken aback by how rude she was to me. She was so charming when her dad and my mom were around, but to me, she was being a jerk. I wanted to say no and tell her to take her photos herself, but a part of me wanted to impress her. I knew how to take really good photos, and I felt like she might find me interesting if I showed her my skills. I collected her phone and took a few pictures. I handed the phone back to her and she scrolled through them. All she said after she glanced through was, Wow, this is pretty neat, kid. Again with the kid? Seriously, what the heck? I shrugged that off and tried talking to her again, but she became just as unresponsive as before. The picnic ended a few hours later, and we all went to our homes. During the drive back, mom asked me what I thought of Olivia, and because I didn't want to be the only person that found something wrong with her, I said that she was cool. I regretted that instantly. As soon as we pulled into the driveway, Mom announced that we were moving in with Adam after the summer holidays. What? She explained that they were already very serious and they wanted to take the next step in their relationship. That the main reason they had the picnic was so I'll be acquainted with Olivia who might become my stepsister soon. There wasn't much I could do about it, so I didn't bother to say anything. Besides, Adam was a good guy and the only problem I had was Olivia and she also hadn't done anything remotely wrong. She had just been behaving like I didn't exist half the time. I could live with that. 
During the next few weeks, Adam and Olivia started to visit more often, and I tried countless times to talk to her, but it was clear that she wanted nothing to do with me. The only time she remembers that I existed was when she needed to do chores or any other thing she'd rather not do herself. It was obvious that she didn't like or even respect me and that hurt because it dredged up memories of my dad that I'd worked hard to bury. What's worse? Anytime I try to refuse her, I find myself unable to because there was always this underlying thought that this time she would like and respect me. I was wrong. Another few weeks later, the summer break was over and we moved to Adams. I was starting freshman year and Olivia was in senior year so we were attending the same school. I found out that she was pretty popular in school. She was on the cheerleading team and her TikTok page had one of the highest follower counts in the school. Like always, she completely ignored me in school, except when she needed me to do something for her. As the weeks progressed, I started to notice that her request started to get even more absurd. One time she asked me to accompany her to the mall to get something. Then she handed me some lipsticks she swiped from the shelf and told me to stuff them in my pants and walk out of the mall. These requests of hers were wrong and most times disrespectful to me, but I didn't really care because I'd never been directly affected by anything she did or asked me to do. Until one day. She was having a sleepover with some of her friends in the cheerleading squad. She knocked on my room door that night and asked me to join them. I was extremely surprised that, for the first time, she wanted to hang out with me. I quickly accepted her invitation. The girls seemed nice at first, and when I got pretty comfortable, one of the girls suggested that we play a game. It was a pretty simple game. I was supposed to guess which cup contained the M&M chocolate after they shuffled all three cups. If I lost, I was supposed to do whatever they wanted. They didn't let me know what they would ask me to do if I lost, and I couldn't back out then. If I did, Olivia would never let me hang out with her again. I had no choice. I played the game and guessed wrong. So they decided that they wanted to practice their makeup on my face. I said sure since it didn't sound bad. When they were done with the makeup, they took pictures and then helped me wash it off before I had the chance to look in the mirror. I thought that was the end of it until I got to school on Monday and everyone was laughing at me. What on earth was happening? I didn't find out until lunch break when one of the boys from my class told me to check out Olivia's TikTok page. When I did, what I saw horrified me. There I was in my pajamas made up like a clown. She captioned it hashtag Pennywise. What's worse? Everyone in school had seen it and they were all calling me Pennywise. I had never been so humiliated in my entire life. Just when I thought Olivia had started to accept me. It turned out to be a big ruse for her to get more likes and followers. I actually cried that day, but in the end, I promised myself to stay away from Olivia. After I get back at her for what she had done, I spent the next few days coming up with a plan. The school's pep rally was coming up in a few days, and the cheerleading squad was supposed to give a big performance, with Olivia as the main star. And just like that, I knew what I was gonna do. I would make sure that she can't go to the pep rally. How? Well, simple. I was going to shave her eyebrows. I wanted to use a hair removal cream, but I didn't know how sensitive her skin was. I didn't want her to wake up while I did it. So I opted to use a shaving stick. The day before the pep rally, I said goodnight to Adam and my mom, then pretended to go to sleep. 
A few hours later, I crept out of my room into Olivia's and I quickly got to work. I was only able to shave one brow because she kept squirming and I was scared she was going to catch me in the act. One shaved brow was good enough anyways. I went back to bed, only to be awoken very early in the morning by her screams. When she accused me of shaving her eyebrows, I promptly denied it. Nobody believed me, so I had to come clean. But then I showed them her TikTok page and what she did to me. We both got grounded and, as an added bonus, Adam didn't let her skip school the next Monday. Since she had humiliated me in front of the whole school, it was only fair that the same thing happened to her. The relationship between me and Olivia didn't improve, but at least she never messed with me again, and that was good enough for me. Let's be real, I think she deserved it. She was just a colossal, well, you can think of the word, but you know where I'm going with that. Anyways, with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.